This is a very important statement, and I will repeat it. The coffee grinder's job is to produce an undisturbed, consistent size grounded coffee grounds, which is repeatable every time with minimal variations between each grind. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. The original podcast dedicated to strip away the buzz, the marketing spin and the hype by getting under the hood and giving you all coffee, no sugar. The only coffee podcast show. Motivating you to take action and accelerate your results with your coffee and your business by sharing tools, resources, ideas, reviews and interviews which work on getting you the biggest results by concentrating on the important small things. Now here's your host, Patrizio Blandi. Welcome to the Bandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. That was my lovely daughter, Maha Blandy. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. I'm your host, Patricia Blandy. I'm the owner and coffee roaster for Blandy Coffee. This is episode number three on how to make a consistent coffee even if you're nervous. This is part two of a five-part series. In part two, we're going to be talking about the coffee grinder. Before I get into the show, I just want to talk to you about a few things, a few exciting things that's happened between episode two and this episode. I've had a five-star review, which is very exciting. Um, This five-star review is by Electric Brewer. He basically said that finally a go-to coffee podcast for roasting, brewing, and business. He wrote in there as well, I got the roasting bug and have sourced iTunes to find resources to improve my roasting and my brewing coffee. I'm also looking to start a small roasting business and the more resources the better. Keep up the good work and looking forward to more episodes. Subscribed. Thank you Electric Brewer for that five-star review and a very positive review. What Electric Brewer has done, if he's found that this podcast is going to be a place where he can find information that's going to help him with his business with the way he makes coffee and if it does help you like it's going to help electric brewer by writing a a review on itunes it's going to make this more visible to more people therefore it's going to help more people and and if if it's helping you and you think this is going to help others review it on itunes because yes it does improve my ranking the main thing here is we want to expose it to more people. And the more people can find it, the more people it can help. If you do find this podcast useful, it's helping you in some way, and you want to help other people review it, and it will be found to more people. The other exciting thing that's happened is I've been contacted by a listener. This listener, his name is Vito Blandy. I don't know if I'm related to him. We both have agreed unofficially that we are cousins some way, somehow. Sort of said, yeah, we are cousins. It was very exciting to hear from Vito Blandy. Came into contact with the podcast from his uh, sister alerting him that there's a Blandy coffee podcast. So he's listened to it and he's emailed me about the podcast. He lives in New York. So look, I want to give his business a plug. He's got a business in New York, Smithtown Appliances. He's been there for over 40 years. If you need an appliance, go see him first and say, I've heard you on the Blandy Coffee podcast. I've given Vito a sort of a plug. 
he has spent his time contacting me and giving me some information about my podcast. So this is the very least I can do for him. All that aside now and getting stuck into this episode. On the last episode, which was episode two, I talked about coffee beans and the importance having the right coffee bean. If you haven't listened to uh, episode two, please go back and listen to that because that is the foundation to making consistent coffee every time. Now, building the base of having a very good coffee, we've got the concrete laid down. Now we can build on top of that. It doesn't matter what we build on it. We've laid a very good foundation. So that's the importance of having a great, fresh, premium coffee. Once we've got that, that's something we can forget about. We don't have to go back and worry about what the coffee is doing. We know it's not the coffee because we found it. We've spent the time locating it and looking at the features that we need to have a great, consistent coffee. So once we've got that down pat, we don't need to worry about the coffee anymore. Now we need to go to this part two, the coffee grinder. Having a consistent coffee, then anything that happens in this stage, we can tell there is a problem on the way we grind the coffee. As we move forward to each topic, we know that the coffee's good, we know our grinder's good, then we move to the coffee machine. So as we progress through those top, uh, those different stages, we're going to eliminate all these variables and then by the time we get to the end, there's your perfect coffee. Choosing the correct coffee grinder is very important. It's the most important tool that you can have. Whether you're, you're using it at home, making coffee, or you're using it in your business, this is the most important tool to have. The coffee grinder's job is to produce an undisturbed, consistent size grounded coffee grounds, which is repeatable every time with minimal variations between each grind. Now, this is a statement. This is a very important statement, and I will repeat it. The coffee grinder's job is to produce an undisturbed, consistent size grounded coffee grounds, which is repeatable every time with minimal variations between each grind. What does that mean? We have a coffee grinder. Its job is to convert the whole bean into grounded coffee. That's the job. Now, it must do that undisturbed. So whatever flavor, the way it tastes, chemical compounds in the coffee or the elements, it should not be changed. Whatever we have in the beginning, we should have at the end. That's an ideal world. It doesn't happen. That's the job of the coffee grinder. Consistent size grounded coffee grounds. Blade grinders. They're useless. They're rubbish. I don't need to spend any more time on blade grinders. All I need to tell you, it's rubbish. I'll give you an understanding why it's rubbish and should not be used. If you're using it, stop using it. In a blade grinder, you will never be able to repeat the same grind. It's a random process. Once that blade spins, it's just going to keep chopping. Whatever the, the, the particles, it's going to be from a very coarse to medium and to fine. It's not a consistent grind. You're not getting a consistent particle size as well. And in that statement, I said repeatable every time. And that's something you won't get from a blade grinder. From a burr grinder and from a conical grinder or a flat blade grinder, you're going to get that repeatability. It's because there is a, a gap that is maintained. There is a, a knob that you turn to adjust the spacing between the blades. 
and that space in the blades will not change. And that's another feature of a coffee grinder. It's able to keep the space between the blades consistent. That's going to give you a consistent grind as well. In an ideal world, it should not be disturbed. We don't live in an ideal world. The grounded coffee will be disturbed when it's converted from a, a whole bean down to a grounded coffee grounds. What we need to do is to eliminate the disturbance of the coffee. And that's because of the variables. Again, there are variables in, in the coffee grinder. That's going to introduce variables into our coffee. So we need to eliminate, reduce, or not introduce any new ones. Buying the incorrect grinder can impact your results of your perfect cup of coffee. You'd probably be spending too much money on your coffee grinding, depending on your use. Or So for example, if you're using a coffee grinder at home, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on a coffee grinder. You're only going to make one cup of coffee or maybe two cups of coffee in the morning and you won't use it for the rest of the day. So you don't need a commercial size grinder. You just need a grinder that's going to give you consistent size grounds. That is, for example, a flat blade or a burr grinder and it doesn't have much heating to it. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars. You can probably get it underneath a thousand dollars. Depending on what you're going to use the grinder for, is it for an espresso, for a plunger, or is it for Turkish coffee? Now, depending on your usage, there's a rule of thumb. The coarser the coffee grounds are, the cheaper it is. You can get away with cheap grinders because it doesn't need to grind it for a long time. It just needs to convert it from a whole bean to a coarse coffee grounds. The finer you get, for example, coarse coffee grounds can be used for a plunger, for drip coffee for a filtered coffee as you move down for example going to a mocha top uh, like a stove top coffee maker to an espresso coffee machine it's going to get more expensive because we need finer grounds when we get to turkish coffee its grounds are so fine it's like flour so we need to have a very good grinder and that's very expensive depending on the volume you use on grinding that coffee the more expensive it is because we go into a very fine grind therefore it's going to stay in the blade longer and that means it's going to heat up the coffee so you need to have a well-designed blade a well-designed grinder to be able to grind coffee for uh, turkish style coffee so that's a rule of thumb from coarse being the cheapest to turkish style coffee being the most expensive it depends on your usage domestic you can get away with something more cheaper commercial it depends on your volume Low volume, you can get away with something, say, from $1,000. As you go to high volume, you need to spend at least $1,500 to over $2,000, depending on your volume. That's the scenario you need to do. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. The situation is, if you buy the wrong coffee grinder, one, you'll be spending too much money on something that you don't need, or two, you'll be buying something that's not suitable for your situation. The variables that we're going to encounter, there are three variables a direct variable an indirect variable and new variables direct variables are variables that are directly affected by the choice of the grinder you buy that are the features that you choose so for example the blade that it, it uses the size of the motor how easy is it to clean these are all the features and the design of the coffee grinder that's going to affect what you're going to get out is it on-demand grinding or is there a storage grind? 
So they're things that you need to look out for. That is direct. So that means it's the design of it. You can't change it. So when you look for something, you got to look for the, the way it's designed. Is it going to give me an on-demand grind or has it got a storage where the coffee gets grounded and gets stored and you flick it into your grip handle? Is it easy for you to remove things and access the blades, remove the coffee beans? Indirect variables are variables that come from the grinder itself. Like, for example, the built quality, efficiency of the grinder that gives you negative effects. They're variables, but we can eliminate these variables by choosing the purpose we're going to use it for. That's mainly the built quality of the coffee grinder. New variables introduced by you. Now, this is how you look after the coffee grinder, the way you grind the coffee, how you maintain and look after the coffee grinder, the way you use the coffee grinder, and everything that is required to produce grounded coffee that you touch that's going to give you variables. Now, example of variables, direct variables are coffee bean hopper easy to remove. Is the coffee grinder on-demand doser? Or does it have a storage bin that the coffee grounds get dumped into it and then you can manually dose your group handle? What blades is it using? Is it easy access to the blades so you can clean it or you can replace them as well? Now, indirect variables are the heating up of the blades can affect the output of your coffee. Heating up of the metal parts in the coffee grinder. The heat transfer to the grinder chamber. They're the indirect variables. New variables. Cleaning the coffee grinder, the sharpness of the blade teeth, coffee residue that's left in the coffee grinder if you don't clean it, the hopper size. The bigger coffee grinder you get, it's going to have a bigger capacity for you to put more coffee beans. That is for larger volume places. So if you're going through one kilo of coffee per day and you have a capacity of two kilos in your hopper, by you filling that up and the coffee being there the whole day and there's going to be some left over, that's going to introduce variables. So you only need to put the amount of coffee you're going to use for the next couple of hours. There are six important features that you must have on a coffee grinder. There are more, but these six is your 20% that's going to give you the 80% results. So this is probably 20% of the features that you can get on coffee grinders but it's going to give you the greatest results. There are other features that you can get on a coffee grinder, but the amount of money you need to spend to get those features are going to be greater, but are going to give you very little results. It's not necessary to get all the bells and whistles on a coffee grinder unless you have heaps of money you want to spend. If you have a limited budget, I think these are the six key features to have. You can use these six key features even for domestic use because you don't have to use all six. If you use these six features when selecting a coffee grinder, it's going to give you great results. And on domestic use, it depends on your capacity, on your volume and, and usage. If you're using it quite often and you're doing very fine grinding, then you, you need to have all six features. These are not in order. So I'm going to start with number one. Removable coffee bean hopper. This is important because you want to be able to remove the coffee bean hopper to store your coffee beans after use. So you can put them in an airtight container, store them away 
for the next time you need to use the coffee grinder. The easy way to do this, on a coffee bean hopper, there's like a little shutter that you slide and it shuts off the supply of the coffee beans. So whatever's in the coffee bean hopper, when you push that lever in, it shuts it off so you can easily remove the hopper off the grinder. The coffee beans won't fall. Very easy. It saves you pouring the coffee beans out. It makes it easier for you to remove the hopper. It takes very little time. You can slide it over. You can put the beans into your airtight container and store them away. There is going to be coffee beans left over inside the grinder where the blades are. There's very little coffee beans left over. Instead of throwing that away, you can store that in a separate container and you can use that the next day when you're setting up your coffee grinder. By doing that, you're not exposing your coffee beans to air. So at the end of the day, or after you finish using the coffee grinder, by removing the hopper, um, there's no more coffee beans. If you listen to episode two, the idea is not to expose your coffee beans to air for more than three hours. So if you're at home grinding coffee, the best thing to do is put as much as you need to use for you to make one coffee. The second feature to have on a coffee grinder is the on-demand doser. What is an on-demand doser? An on-demand doser has no storage. So when you grind the coffee, the only way for you to grind the coffee is to push your group handle onto a button. It turns on the motor, it grinds the coffee and it falls directly into your group handle. There is no storage. There are coffee grinders out there that have a storage facility. When you turn on the grinder, it automatically grinds. Some grinders, as you reach a particular volume, it starts to grind the coffee automatically and then it would shut off at a particular volume again. So there's no way for you to shut that off unless you shut the machine off manually. So you're going to grind a whole heap of coffee. If you've listened to my second episode, you should use your coffee within three minutes from grinding. So if you're grinding a whole container of coffee and you don't use it within three minutes, then you're introducing variables. So that's an important feature to have is a on-demand doser. And also another thing with those storage bins where the coffee gets dumped into a storage area, when you manually dump the coffee, even if you can grind as much coffee as you want, the other thing is it's leaving residue coffee because there's so much you can manually dump into your group handle. There are gaps that stop you from completely emptying that storage bin. So there will be coffee left over. So if you don't grind coffee for another 10 minutes, you're going to have some of that old coffee there. And then when you grind the coffee on top of it, it's going to come out. That's another variable. The third feature you should look out for is the easy access to blades. The reason why we want to have easy access to blades is so we can clean the blades daily. And that really depends on your volume too. But if you have a routine happening every day, it's better because you can easily remove the hopper and then you can use a hard bristle brush to clean the blades. And then you have the grinder completely finished. And that's like a two minute process, maybe a five minute process. I use a Mazza grinder. It's a major electronic grinder. It's very easy for you to get access to the blades. There's a doll when you remove the coffee bean hopper that you use to select a finer grind or a coarser grind. If you screw that to a coarser grind and you keep screwing it, it's going to eventually come off. The adjustment knob is going to have one set of blades and then 
on the coffee grind that's going to have another set that's the rotating blade and then the fixed blade is on the actual adjustment knob that's that easy something to be aware of there is four springs that keep tension on that play when the grinder is grinding so your adjustment stays within that specific grind selection that you've made so when you do remove it just be careful of those four springs you don't lose them if you use a hard bristle brush to remove any remaining coffee on the blades to remove any residue on the blades and then to clean inside that grinding chamber a fourth important feature to having a coffee grinder is the blades there's three type of blades you have blades just like blender type blade like a, a helicopter blade it's just spinning around or you can have a burr blade or you can have a flat conical blade they're, th they're three different types now the first type you won't see in commercial use you mainly see that in domestic what i want to say about the blade grinder is chuck it away there's really not much more to say but i'll explain the reasons why i'm saying it's rubbish the best way to describe this if you look at a helicopter you have the gap between the ground and to the bottom of the blade. If you walk within that range, or if the coffee bean falls in that range, nothing happens. The same thing with coffee beans. Once that blade hits the coffee and cuts the coffee, all the particles are going to fall below that blade. Depending on the, the actual size of those coffee beans, when it gets cut or chopped, it will be underneath the blade, it won't get chopped anymore. If it's getting exposed to the blade, it's going to get chopped again and it's going to fall below the blade. Now, as you're grinding the coffee, it's going to get higher and higher and it's going to get above blade range and it's going to keep chopping it. It can only chop so much. Once you reach the capacity of that blade grinder, it's just going to keep spinning and chopping the same thing. So that's going to introduce heat. So you're going to have this very high velocity spinning blade spinning on top of coffee it's not going anywhere there's no chamber where it gets dumped anywhere it just stays within this grinder itself there's no way for it to be removed as i explained and you're going to get this different coffee grind size you're going to get coarse very coarse medium coarse and fine and very fine you've got to get that inconsistency and to repeat the same grind size is impossible there's no way. It's a very random thing that happens. The best thing to look out for is a burr grinder, or you can get a flat slash conical blade grinder as well. The flat grinder is probably the best to get, and depending on your use. A burr grinder is sufficient for domestic into low volume the commercial use. Going into your high volume and more consistency, you need to get a, a conical flat blade grinder. The difference between a conical blade and your just normal blade grinder. In a conical blade grinder, there's two blades. If you put them together, you'll see there's where the coffee beans fall. There's a big gap. That big gap is to, to actually bring the coffee into the blades. If you look at the blades, it's got a, a bigger gap. That bigger gap is so the coffee can get fall into that to the blades. And then the way the teeth are designed is to gradually drag it through from that big gap down to the smaller gap it's slowly pushing it towards the outer side of the blade where it gets dumped into a chamber and when you're spinning it around it doesn't stay there as it grinds it gets pushed to the outer side of the blade eventually falling out and then falling into your group handle or your storage bin the gap 
between the two blades is what you adjust. The bigger the gap you have, the coarser you're going to get. It's going to go through that process where it's got, it's like a slant. It goes from a big gap to a smaller gap. That smaller gap where it falls out is your end result. That's going to always going to give you a similar coffee grind size. Very similar. That's what you're adjusting in the grinder. You're adjusting the two blades. It's going to get closer together or further away. If you get it closer together, it's more finer. The further away you get, the coarser it's going to get. Now, the fifth important feature on a coffee grinder is the motor capacity. Now, it depends on your usage. For domestic use, you don't need to have a commercial motor on, on your coffee grinder because you're only going to make one or two coffees in the morning and you're not going to use it for the rest of the day, maybe at night when you come home. In a commercial environment, like for example, in a cafe, that coffee grinder is continually being used. It depends on the volume. It could be always be running from day to night. Now, you need to have the motor that's going to handle that use. If you have a very small motor, for example, you're using a domestic grinder in a commercial use, you're going to have a small motor which is going to heat up. It's not built to continually run. It's just short burst. It is designed to make the one or two coffees and then it'll be turned off. It's not designed to do any more than that in a continuous burst. It's designed to be able to handle the load, a continual load and continual use. Depending on the quality of the grinder, there will be features in into the coffee grinder where it's going to have ventilation, it's going to cool down the motor when it gets to a certain temperature or continually cool the motor at all times. In a high volume situation, you want to be able to grind the coffee more quickly. The blades are going to be bigger. It's going to chew through more coffee. It's going to grind more coffee at one particular time. It's going to give you high volumes of grounded coffee. You need a bigger size motor to handle that load onto the motor. So you can grind the coffee more quickly and more volume. The sixth important feature to have on a coffee grinder is the consistent grind size of your coffee. There are two methods of selecting grind size. There is a step and a stepless selection. In a step grind selection method, it has a needle. You need to push the needle down and be able to rotate the knob, which is going to vary the distance between the blade. You need to put that needle back into a step. And these steps have linear incremental steps. So, for example, in a, in a round knob, it's 360 degrees. It might have, say, 10 incremental steps around that diameter. You should be moving the knob where you get that step and then be able to put that needle so it won't move from that step selection. This is probably the most accurate way of selecting the same grind size. In a stepless grind selection, it's like a, a bolt and a nut where you keep turning the nut and you can twist it clockwise or anti-clockwise. So for example, if you twist it clockwise, it's going to get finer. If you twist it anti-clockwise, it's going to get coarser. There's a system in place where it's going to keep it in that place. It won't move. But the thing is, it gives you more finer adjustments. So, it's, so you can fine tune that 
to very, very small increments. But the problem is, for example, to get this exactly the same size, if you change the selection, to get it back to that exact same size, it's very hard. Once you've adjusted it, it stays there. There is positives and negatives about both systems. A step selection is more accurate in getting the same grind size, but it has very, it has steps, limited steps that you can take to get to a grind. So if you take the knob to number five, it might be too fine. So you need to go between the five and six, but because it's a step, you can't fine tune that. So you're either going to have it on five or you're going to have it on six. In a stepless style, you can fine tune it. It'll have markings on it. So if you take it to number five, uh, if you need to go a little bit more finer, you can actually move very minute steps. You can move it as much as you want. It doesn't have any steps. So you can move it as little as possible or as much as possible. They're the features you need to have on the coffee grinder. I want to give you some tips and tricks about buying a coffee grinder or selecting a coffee grinder. This is very important because there's so many different models and different power consumption and power supplies that you can get for a coffee grinder. In a domestic situation, in Australia, your general purpose power points only have a capacity of 10 amps. But you've got to take in consideration the house is wide. You might have 10 power points running off the one fuse at your switchboard. If you put a coffee grinder that is 10 amps and you have a 20 amp supply and then you have a kettle that draws 10 amps and then you have a toaster on the same line, you're going to trip your power supply. You might need to get an electrician to run you a separate power line from your switchboard to plug in your coffee grinder. That can cost you a lot of money. In a domestic situation, you buy commercial style coffee grinders, you have to take that in consideration. You might need a separate supply. In a commercial use, when you're designing your cafe, you need to have a separate line for your coffee machine, a separate line for your coffee grinder. The power rating on coffee grinders is quite high. And having a separate line for your coffee grinder is going to eliminate problems in the future. If you do decide to upgrade your coffee grinder, it's there. If you have your coffee grinder and it's been used constantly and you have other appliances on the same line, it's going to trip your power, power board and you're going to keep having problems. You can't keep running back to the switchboard, switching it on. It's going to be very annoying. You've got to take that into consideration when buying a new grinder. You need to buy a coffee grinder that has a very similar power consumption or when you're designing a new place to take that into consideration and have a separate line. In commercial use, the power consumption of coffee grinders can vary between, say, 7 amps, 10 amps, and 15 amps. So that's why you need to have a separate supply. The other thing is the power supply needed for a coffee grinder. There are two types of power supply you can get, a single phase or a free phase. 80% of your grinders will be single phase. Your free phase supply coffee grinders will be for very high capacity commercial use situations. You won't be using that at home and you'll particularly be looking at single phase for domestic use. In commercial use, it is single phase, but again, if you're using high volume, 
you would need to go to free face. The reason for that is the motor capacity is more efficient, grinding a greater volume to get you the speed to be able to grind more coffee at a very short time. So you need a big motor with big blades to grind high volume. And having a big motor is not going to introduce heat into your coffee grinder. That's why you would need a free free face supply for that particular coffee grinder. If you're replacing a coffee grinder, you need to match power rating of your current coffee grinder and look for something very similar to that. If you're unsure, just get an electrician to come out and, and ask them to give you a quote and then you can find out if it's suitable or not suitable. Another important thing is how many coffee grinders would you need? I would say you will need one coffee grinder for each brew method and each coffee bean that you're going to use. So for example, you have your main espresso blended coffee, you'll need a grinder for that. If you're going to serve decaffeinated coffee, you'll need a separate grinder for that. If you're going to supply your drip or your French press style coffee, you need a separate grinder for that. You can't be changing all the time. Different brew methods and you have different coffee beans, you need to have a separate grinder. Each coffee bean has its own grind selection. Each brew method has its particular grind coarseness. So you can't swap and change. If you have one grinder and a customer needs decaf, you've got to dump all the coffee beans out to be able to grind your decaf coffee. It's going to take you a very long time and it's going to be very annoying. I've seen some some people pre-grind the coffee and have it in containers. That's not very good. If you're serving a single origin coffee besides your main blend, then you need to have a different grinder for that coffee bean because it will require a different grind selection. Again, it depends on your usage. Your main blend will probably be used the most and have higher volumes required. So you need to have the best grinder for that. If you're serving single origin coffees, it's probably not as common as your main blend so you can get away with something a little bit cheaper you don't need to spend thousands of dollars for for your single origin you probably can get one or two steps down from your main grinder for your course for grinding coarse coffee grounds you can get away with something more cheaper again so you can get something that's cheap that's going to grind your coarse coffee that's consistent so you can serve your filtered coffee or your french press that's something to take into consideration. Another thing I would take into consideration is that depending where you live or where your cafe is situated, contact your service people that service your machines. Ask them what is their most common coffee grinder that they have parts for. Contact three or four service people because if something does go wrong with your coffee grinder, you want to have the parts available to you quickly. You can't afford to have a coffee grinder down. You're losing money. It's quite important to have a coffee grinder that is very common with the service people that service your area. So ask them, what is the most common coffee grinder that they service? Find out the brand and then can sort of source out a model and then ask them again if they have parts available for that particular model. I know it's expensive to buy coffee grinders. It can get expensive. If you take the information I've given you, you can make your decision how much you need to spend for your particular use. Ideally, you want to spend 
as, as much as you can on your main coffee that you serve. So if that's your blended coffee, buy the best that you can afford and take those features I discussed earlier for your main blend. For your single origin, your decaf, just get something that has those features but in a cheaper version of it. Depends on your volumes. You might serve high volumes of decaf as well, so you need to have a good quality coffee grinder so you avoid those variations and introducing those new variations to your final cup. Action steps to take is to clean your grinder, remove the coffee beans, store your coffee in an airtight container at the end of the day, clean the blades on your coffee grinder. One more tip before I forget, when you are adjusting your coffee grinder, take this into account because sometimes you can be chasing your tail. When you're selecting the grind for your brew method, you've got to take into consideration when you grind the coffee, there's a chamber between where the blades are to where the actual coffee gets dumped, whether it gets dumped into a container or into your group handle. That little chamber is going to hold some coffee. Now, when you make an adjustment, either you go more coarser or more finer. When you grind the coffee again, you're going to have the existing selection that you had previously in the chamber, and then you're going to have the new grind selection coming through and it's going to push out the old grind when it gets pushed it's going to push out half of your old and half of your new grind so you're going to have some of the so you might have some of the finer and some of the coarser it's going to be mixed what you should be doing is grind it for about three four seconds and just throwing that coffee grind away when you adjust your coffee grinder so if you need to make an adjustment on your coffee grinder adjust it grind for about five seconds and throw it away dump it then grind your coffee tamper it and make your coffee if the coffee is still not coming out good i would suggest do it one more time just to be sure that it's still you still don't have that mixture of coffee you repeat the process again with the same grind selection for the second time and see if it's still not producing the correct brew then make your adjustment grind it for five seconds and dump that grind it again uh, then after you dump it grind it and put it through the machine that is going to eliminate headache so that's one thing another tip action steps see how easy it is to remove your hopper clean your blades have a look at the wear on the blades and replace them Go and buy new coffee blades and replace them. It's not hard. There's, there's screws that hold the blades. You can unscrew them and put the new blades on. If there's residue in that chamber, clean out all the residue because that's going to taint the coffee taste. Have a look at what particular blades you have. Is it flat? Is it a burr style? Or is it a blade style? There are some things, you need, some action steps to take and clean your machine. If you don't have time and you're busy, have one of your employees stay back an extra five or ten minutes or allocate someone to clean your machine it's not hard to do just show them once or twice and they'll be able to repeat that process every time i hope that's helped you with selecting a coffee grinder it's helped you with with your existing coffee grinder and it's helped you with some tips grinding and what to look out for there's a lot there for you to process if you find this podcast useful and it's helped you in some way in making a better coffee it's improving your business in some way you can help other people by reviewing the podcast
if you review the podcast, it's going to make it available to more people and it's going to be easier for other people to find it. If there's any questions or if there's any burning issues you want to talk about, if there's anything you want me to discuss or you want to talk to me about, you can contact me, patrizia at blandycoffee.com. I personally answer every email. If you subscribe to the show on iTunes, you'll be automatically alerted when a new podcast episode is available. If you visit my website, blandycoffee.com, you can have a look at the resources there for you. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening again. And I'll see you in the next one. So enjoy your coffee and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. Subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episode. Visit blandycoffee.com to get links and resources mentioned in this episode. And download the PDF which contains a full transcription of the episode. Enjoy your coffee and bye for now.